0: Friday for several hours now, which means it's time we got to asking one of our Culture File guests to tell us about some of the things they've been metaphorically and literally clicking like on. And this time it's the turn of curator Irla Nifirish to share with us her Culture File likes. Hi, I'm Irla Nifirish. I'm a curator and writer, and I'm the curator of this year's Tolka Festival. One of my favorite films that I've seen recently is Frank Sweeney's Few Can See, which is currently on show at Eva International. So the film takes on the topic of censorship in the RTE and its relationship to the politics of Northern Ireland and retells through these staged theatrical scenes of the material that could have been lost through the censorship. So it covers strikes, HIV and AIDS, activism, the kind of working around drug treatment in North inner-city Dublin, and there's a really kind of um, smart and beautiful social history uh, of Ireland in the 80s and uh, 90s. It stood out to me because it told stories that I'd never seen before, that I felt like had been lost. It featured... Obviously the staged scene interviewing an activist who worked First it began with uh, gays against the H block and then that activist turned with like gays against imperialism and then it transformed into like an activism group to resist uh, HIV and AIDS. So it was this really beautiful social history as a queer person in Ireland to see this history and to think about all the history and the social history we've lost to the censorship that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't aware of Section 31, which was the censorship and that RT put in place specifically around Northern Ireland but also Sinn Féin-associated um, organisations. My favourite book of the year was Lou Sullivan's Diaries. So Lou Sullivan was a trans activist and writer in the 70s and 80s um, and it's a beautiful, just personal diary from him as a child, through moving to San Francisco, to realizing his gender, to transitioning, uh, to his activism, and through the kind of excitement but fear and unknowing of of transitioning at that time, and finding community and uh, a really raunchy sex life and party life, and it was just a beautiful moment of someone's life and to get access to that and uh going from a child to to going to like this person transitioning in the 80s was like really beautiful but also like so every day and mundane and just like yeah it shouldn't be spectacular but it is yeah it was a really beautiful summer read and sad at points but um yeah it was a bit it was a bit hopeful for me a podcast I'm listening to at the moment is Is Psychiatry Working on BBC Sounds? So I'm currently researching a film, which we'll make in collaboration with Sarah Brown, thinking about artists who live in psychiatric services or interact with psychiatric services. And I'm particularly interested in thinking about the role of psychiatry today many countries face mental health crises or lack services, psychiatric services, and the podcast is hosted by a person who has experience of a mental health crisis and psychiatric services, but it also interviews people who also have had experiences of psychiatric services, particularly in the UK. Some people have critiques of it. Some people felt it worked for them. And then there's an expert who who presents kind of the conventional stance or the institutional stance. And so it's broken into sections. And each takes a personal perspective on someone who went through, let's say, a mental health crisis and how the psychiatric services didn't work for them because they ended up in a prison cell rather than a hospital bed and thinking how psychiatric services treat different people differently my absolute number one bop on repeat non-stop is Twice Van's new album Something to Give Each Other my favorite song and that is one of your girls and it's so sexy it's kind of flirty it's very gay it has a slight melancholic tone to it and um, with the post breakup album it's very like dancing on your own you know like you're dancing but there's a melancholy to it there's a yearning that's the flow i have it on repeat non-stop bopping along it's getting me through install um, night and day i would highly recommend My favourite drink at the moment is Diet Coke, which is so cringe, but I am recently sober. And I went to a wedding, like, it was a few weeks ago, first Irish wedding, sober, and I drank like eight cans of Diet Coke, but I was going from 4pm to 4am. I've perhaps developed an addiction to Diet Coke, but it's something I'm willing to live with if it keeps me, it keeps me on the wagon. It has to be a tin, it has to be a can, it has to be like Coke Zero, the fave, and I think it's the pure adrenaline, the caffeine rush, it keeps me going, honestly. My favourite scent at the moment is a real personal one. My friend Trez made me a beautiful scent, she makes them herself, so I was living in Berlin for the last year and I was very sad to leave, so she made me a scent to say goodbye and she called it. Nova at 9pm. So Nova was this this old punk bar in my neighbourhood that we would spend a lot of time in, um, sitting outside. It uh, includes smells such as the flowers. I got her for her birthday, some musky scents, the chlorine from the pool, the summer bath that we spent nearly every morning in. So it's kind of musky, floral, and a little tiny bit of chlorine. So yeah, that's on me every day, Um, thinking about her and thinking about my nice little break from reality in berlin the likes of irla nifirish there and tolka festival kicks off in galway today and you can hear more from irla nifirish and tolka arts festival on monday's culture file